Good morning. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Happy Friday. Yeah. Hope everybody's feeling good today. Oh, if you're not, then you will be by the end of the show, because you know what Friday means. It means Freedom Family Friday. That's right. Stephanie Peterson, my smoking hot, redheaded libertarian wifey in the house. Oh, what a beans believing i don't know what she says we've got a lot to be excited about today and a big announcement we got a big announcement to make in just a moment but before we do before we get there uh let's announce of course that justin peterson will be on the show for freedom family friday his regular appearance he was really hot under the collar from the debate on wednesday yes i think a lot of us were for different reasons. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Yes, people were very upset. It was a very controversial topic. It certainly was. The chat was getting pretty spicy. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that today with all of our friends. We're looking forward to hearing from you today. Don't forget that you can text the show at 573-319-1586. Again, the text lines are open. Let us know what's on your mind at 573 573- We're going to talk about Vivek Ramaswamy, who we love and adore. We're going to talk about um, Donald Trump. We're going to talk about why I'm going to explain why a vote for Ron DeSantis is a vote for Nikki Haley. How dare you? I troll. I troll. troll. We're going to talk about that. It's going to be a good show this morning, so you don't want to miss a single minute. We are going to be all over it today. So I know that a lot of people are really excited to hear the announcement. And I've been teasing announcements for, yes. for like a month now. And, you know, we've been, we've, we've been talking about, uh, for example, the fact that we are going to be launching a new show on this network. And I know people are really excited to hear mm-hmm. that news. Who's, who's going to be the host of the new show on our network, uh, our growing network? Uh, but we have a lot of things that are growing. Not only our network is growing, uh, but Stephanie actually has an announcement to make about another uh network that's growing my announcement yes so you know how it's family friday right yes so that means family is on the show that's right so who's the family we've got you yes we've got me yes we've got justin that's right three no no not three we've got one more we got one more family member got one more who's who's the surprise guest is it another peterson it is it's baby p for liberty because i am pregnant Thank you. <laughs> Teasing is not nice, said Air's mommy. Well, there you go. The tea, it's a, the, we're out of the bag. There you go. We are, we're no longer teasing it. We are now out in the open about it. Stephanie? Yes. I feel like I just came out of the closet. We are going to have... <laughs> <laughs> in a different kind of way. Yes. But yeah, so our babies do July 2024, so I'm just past 12 weeks. Yes. Congratulations to Stephanie. Thank you. Way to go. Did I hide it well? Did anybody know that I was hiding this? So, I mean, you all have been asking if we're having a kid for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, for years. Yes. So I think a lot of people are expecting it. Yeah, people were expecting it to some extent, right? But like, they never expect this. They never expect it when it actually happens. They're always surprised. So 
we're very glad to have to be for you to be the first ones that we tell publicly out there in the open. We wanted to save it for you guys, our audience on the Wake Up yeah, America we show. Posted it on social media. Well, I, I waited until literally five seconds after Stephanie said it, so for me to post it on social we media. So, yes. Well, at multitasking, so you'll have to excuse me. I'll have to be posting it later. Yes. No problem. We will. Uh, we will be making more announcements that are forthcoming, but we are looking at a july uh baby so it'll be a july baby and uh right. and uh my best guess for the date of the actual date of the birth will be the fourth of july of course yes tommy j is my homeboy so yes uh andy hofferman just dropped a hundred dollars in the tip jar and says start a fund for baby p for liberty Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Andrew. We appreciate that know, very much. We need much. to start like a social media account for Baby P for Liberty, baby so people Liberty. can track the baby. The, the baby tracker. Yes, yes. I, I don't the baby tracker like the Santa Nordic tracker. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to. I don't think we want to annoy people for sure. But uh, but I am thankful for all of our friends out there who are big supporters and fans. I knew you guys would be excited about it, just because. I mean, God, Stephanie, how many? How long have people been saying? I was going to have babies, you know, like I mean, back when I was volunteering for your campaign, people were asking us when we were having babies. And that was before we even knew that we were ever going to be together. Right, right. I do. I, I do hear. I do hear quite frequently that the best thing that you can do for libertarianism is to have as many babies as possible. So yeah. there we go. Urza I mean, I see myself. Going, you know, one, two, three. I, I could see it being a slippery slope here. Yeah. yeah I still have a lot of years. I'm not geriatric yet, y'all. Yeah, exactly. Um, you thought she mm -hmm. was because you're 35 years 35, old. 35, 40 right. is the geriatric age. Right, right. Yes. 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 Uh, Urs mommy dropped $100 in the tip oh jar, too. Oh, my God. Thank you, Nancy. Urs. You've got some mail coming for you. Yeah, we've got something coming, a special coming in the mail for you. So look out for it there, Urs uh -huh. Mommy. We appreciate you very much. Urs has, has certainly been a, a shining supporter of ours. That, yes, she has. And we're very grateful for her, for uh, KV Andy, for Andy Opperman, all of our friends. Yes, who Andy, are so too. Supportive. He's, he's been there yes. through it all with us. Thank you, friends. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes, everybody was saying, have babies. Well, there you go. We're doing it for liberty. We did it for liberty. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I think for, I think, we did it while we were looking at Javier Malay yeah, on that video. Exactly. The, yeah. the, 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 that the, is how we conceived, you that, guys. Right, that picture of That's, us that yeah. Javier that that Elon Musk posted yesterday yeah. of us in flagrant delecto. What uh, is that? That's it, caught in the act of making love. Oh, okay. in a, but in a scandalous way. Oh. So it was yeah. scandalous because yeah. I had the laptop up and I was watching the World Economic Forum speech right. of Javier Malay. Oh yeah. And you know, it's I don't know who took the picture of us in the hotel room while it we was, were it was George. It must have been yeah, George. We, we yes. teach our yes. dogs how to do yes. amazing things. Yes. Thank you, George. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So we are a little ways. We, we just the reason why we waited so long is because we wanted to be careful. You know, oh, there was... absolutely. Yeah. I mean, our our doctor said most people tell everybody around the 12 week mark because then risk for miscarriage is as low as possible. So we just, you know, we wanted to be completely positive before we shared the news so that everybody could be happy. Yeah, we wanted to be careful that we didn't have a situation where, you know, I, I we found out at Thanksgiving and it was like, I was like, oh, I'm like so excited, right? I want to tell the world, right? But we had to be so careful because you, know. you want to get past the first trimester and, and you don't want to tell everybody and then something bad happens. And then it's like, everybody's like, where's the baby? And you're like, really ripping your heart out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel so bad for that because I am not one to keep secrets. You know, like I am honest 
a hundred percent all the time. So yes. it's certainly very, very difficult yeah. to not disclose. Yeah, Blutreich uh, says it's no longer called geriatric pregnancy. It's called advanced maternal age pregnancy. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> sensitive term. Uh, so if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. Um, they put us on the very front page there today. Yeah. The announcement is, is very newsworthy. It must be. Oh, yeah. So new, newsworthy. Times newspaper. Exactly. Yeah. So they're going to you're going to have when it, when you get your photos, uh, once you like finally start to blow up. Right. Because you're, you're so petite right now. But what do they call those maternity photos? Is that what they do when like the, those pictures so. that they're usually pretty tacky of like <laughs> sticking out? like boudoir photo shoots mm -hmm. like kind of sexy in a really weird way like mm -hmm. a woman's wearing some sort of lingerie yeah yes yeah it's like yeah it's like a kind of a sexy like right. pregnant picture it is kind of weird yes um Glocka says Steffi my wife had our youngest at 43 years old so yes yep yep absolutely yes so uh AP and Steph baby will make three for liberty says quest fanning correct yes happy that we planned it this way and waited this long this long meaning in terms of age Same. to do this because before this like i remember when i was 30 and i was not ready mm -hmm. to bring a child in the world i was much more selfish mm -hmm. i was like you know what i got goals i got things i need to do i gotta go on trips i gotta go to japan mm -hmm. so it's like i was not ready to give we did it to another being we did it right, right. we did it right. We, right we got we got our scuba diving certification we went scuba diving because you can't go scuba diving while you're pregnant yeah you know we, <laughs> things you can't do we've been to the bottom of the ocean we've been to tokyo mm -hmm. japan and back we've done wonderful things in our first two years of marriage and now we get to start a family and we get to start a life and i can't wait to be a dad i can't wait i've always wanted to be a dad be amazing you guys i can't wait boy or girl it doesn't matter uh you know i mean honestly like i used to be all like pro boy and stuff but then once we found out you know that we were having a kid i became extremely impartial and to be quite honest i i like our girl name and we're struggling our a little girl, bit with the boy name we thing. have so for our girl name we're thinking uh so it's it's an it's amalgamation of both yeah. of our grandmother's names yes. Yes. And it actually, it's funny because it is both of my grandmother's names, but it was your grandmother's names too, for the girl's name. Yeah, my grandmother, Rose. Right. Yeah. So your grandmother's name was Rose. My grandmother's name was Rose. And then my other grandmother's name was Hazel. Yes. So we're thinking if it's a little girl, it'll be Hazel Rose, which I think is nice. Isn't that pretty? It's Hazel Rose. Hazel was a flower. I always thought that it was an eye color only. I, th I think with a name like Hazel Rose, there'll be no confusion about her gender. <laughs> <laughs> flowers hazel and rose yeah ha flowers, uh, hazel yeah. rose yes uh we were laughing because we've been watching the crown and there's this uh there was like a so girl somebody was named hazel on the crown and the queen says why on earth would anyone name someone after a tree <laughs> <laughs> it's a tree not a flower okay. yeah hazel trees mm -hmm. yes but then rose of course rosella was my grandmother's name very beautiful and then for the boy, we have the first name, which is which is my middle name, which is Wade, Wade. which I, you know, which is nice. That's super cool. Yeah, Wade. Yeah. It's like very manly and short yeah. and strong. Wade Peterson, right? That's so, right. And, and then we've got to find ourselves a good middle name. So, right. We kind of like naming a kid after other people mm -hmm. that we really admire or are inspired by. So we're definitely thinking about. Who in the family has, mm -hmm. has been that for us? Yeah, so we're we're looking for a good middle name. I'm I'm excited to be a dad, boy, girl, doesn't matter. We're gonna love him like crazy, and oh, of course, and of course, we will force them to be a libertarian. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I can see how, as a parent, you can truly influence your child. Because if we're like dressing our kid and, yes. you know, come and take it with a pacifier onesies mm-hmm. and, and just all of the tiny Patriots gear, I could really see how they'll start to become partial to Liberty things. Yes. Yes, David. Maybe one day they'll be like, "Mom, Dad, I hate this. Stop dressing me in this." Exactly. Speaking of dressing, uh, when I was talking about like some of those pregnancy photo shoots being tacky, <laughs> David Lee called me out. He says Austin doesn't get an opinion on tacky, Mister Neon Seventies trash. Hey, man, it's Mister Neon, Mister Neon Eighties trash. By the way, thank you very much. Get sure you're right. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then uh, last on the breaks, who is new to us, I'm, I'm not sure we know who they are. They donated $50 and said, congratulations. Thank you. What's their name? Well, last the on breaks. the breaks. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that name. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for all your yeah. so support. Quest Fanning also dropped $20 in the tip jar, says the Unruh's. We appreciate that. Yeah, he says the Unruh's and the Petersons having their first kids yes. in the same year. 2024 is going to be lit. Yeah. By the way, uh, the our, uh, our friends, the Unruh's, are also going to have a baby this year. I think they're expecting in March. It seriously seems to be baby fever i don't know what it is i was like is this like some sort of post-covid baby boom going on but it's like jess mears one of our liberty friends so many liberty babies are being born had a baby this year Mm -hmm. so it's like we we certainly have a lot of liberty friends that have young ones Mm -hmm. we're very excited maybe one day we could start like a liberty family camp and like everyone (laughs) bring their children we should do it let's do a liberty family camp yeah, we could all we could all like sing songs by the the fire and like kumbaya, yeah. my Javier. Or we could be like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll we'll invite uh, Vivek Ramaswamy to give a speech. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Vivek Ramaswamy, he was having a conversation with Larry Kudlow on Fox Business the other day. Uh, I thought it was quite interesting in talking about the New Hampshire primary. Here's what Vivek Ramaswamy had to say. Take a listen. Vivek, uh, you're going to be campaigning in New Hampshire. How does New Hampshire look uh, for Mr. Trump? Look, I was there, uh, what, just last night. Feels Mm -hmm. like a long time ago. But I was side by side with Trump. We spoke to a large audience. I think it's looking pretty good. I do think that a lot of libertarians in New Hampshire should now come this direction. That's part of what I wanted to throw in Trump's direction with my endorsement. I was attracting a lot of libertarian support. In my case, to the libertarians would be. You want to go the direction of an old Republican Party of Dick Cheney that forks over our money to fight foreign wars that don't advance our interests and a surveillance state at home that ties your Internet profiles to your social media accounts to your government issued ID. I think that's the wrong vision. Nikki Haley and other Republicans may stand for that. But if you want to vote for liberty, the last best chance left in this race is Donald Trump. And I'm going to do everything in my power, both over the course of this year and over the course of the next four years to make sure we stand for those liberty-minded principles. And I do think that libertarian support shifting Donald Trump's direction, especially in a state like New Hampshire, should make a difference that's wide enough to end this primary in New Hampshire, as I believe it should, and then reunite this party, and then reunite this country. And I'll do everything in my power to make that happen. What do you think, Tom? How many times did he say liberty and libertarian? I don't know. like play a drinking game like every time he says liberty just like take a shot but right? he's, yeah but it's like it's like it's like it's like, it's like a, watching the javier malay speech in davos the other day it's giving the same vibes sure there's libertarians is like the libertarian capital. they are but they're also they're way more stubborn even than than libertarians in general like so it, yeah. libertarians are extremely stubborn but libertarians in new hampshire are like 75 percent more stubborn so they may not necessarily turn out in the way in the numbers that Vivek is hoping for. Well, for a 
Trump's right. not libertarian. He's right. not a real libertarian. Vivek's not a real libertarian. We're going to vote third party this year. We're going to vote for mm. Chase Oliver and get all our guns taken away by the Democrats. Still see a lot of people on social media being like, I personally know Vivek and I know that he's just acting right now. This isn't really how he feels. And it's then like, oh, no, he seems confused. Yeah. Anyway. yeah and here's the thing. He's already had an impact on Donald Trump's policy agenda. Yes. Let's, let's hear it. Take a listen. So we talked about a number of issues backstage, which I've actually championed in this race that I do think would be beneficial to the America First movement for President Trump to take on. And I think he was very amenable to many of them. Opposition to a central bank digital currency. And tonight I'm also making another promise to protect Americans from government tyranny. As your president, I will never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency. You know about that? So we talked about a number of issues backstage. What do you think? I mean, at first when I was like, oh, you know, central bank for um, digital currency, I was like, oh, digital currency is cool. But I understand when the government is in control of that, that's a no, no, that's right. not good. Well, the concern is, is that if a go if the government or the Federal Reserve were to issue a central bank digital currency, <laughs> I mean, you saw how tyrannical the government was during COVID-19. Yeah. Imagine if like how some people have been debanked, like uh, Gavin McInnes and Nick Fuentes and Alex Jones and people have been cut off. John Burke has been cut off from PayPal. Really? He can't, he can't pay people in PayPal, uh, right? Okay. So people get getting cut off from their payment processors. Right. Now imagine if the government deemed you, oh, conspiracy theorist, you're spreading lies about Anthony Fauci and the, you're saying that there's a theory that it was a lab leak, et cetera, et cetera. We're just going to remove your ability. We're going to turn your money off. Mom. Right. Electronically, you're no longer able to make transactions to give the government that amount of power. And think about who could take advantage of it as well, how it could be so easily manipulated. Oh, uh, sure. it, it, not that the dollar can't be manipulated as well. I mean, yeah, people could hack into the of course. digital currency system very easily, too. Uh, absolutely. So there there are too many. It's kind of like how the government wants to put a kill switch in the in the cars. Uh -huh. Right. They want to be able to turn your cars on and off, for example. Uh, and it's it's another thing that we need to oppose. Now, when mm -hmm. it comes to money and when it comes to the marketplace, what do we want? We want what Javier Malay is trying to do in Argentina. We want to end the central bank, right? For us, it's end the Fed. That's what that's, that's our rallying cry. The U.S. dollar there. So he's he's bringing our central bank there. It's a right? Well, to a to a degree, right? So it's a stopgap measure, right? Uh -huh. He he's an anarcho capitalist with with minarchist impulses, right? I like to say he's an He's an anarcho-capitalist in the streets and a minarchist in the sheet. You know what I'm saying? He might be a little anarchist in the sheets. Yeah. When it comes time to make yeah. things. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so he is a tr he's attempting to save the Argentinian working class. He's trying to save the poor people and give them the opportunity to be able to buy food. It, it, you saw, Did you see that Tony Martinez guy who was on my show yesterday? Huge. Yes. Tony did a great job yesterday explaining uh, the situation on the ground there. If you go to a grocery store in Venezuela, or excuse me, in, in Argentina, then it's like Scarface, that movie where they're all printing money. They have the money counting machines and you have to bring a gigantic stack of bills of, of pesos in order to pay in, in order to buy something there at the store. And nobody wants to use credit cards because fraud, because they will charge you something you don't know, some exorbitant fee oh, yeah. in order to be able to transact there. So Argentina needs something now in order to to fix what's 
going on in their economy. Plus, right. they owe billions of dollars to the IMF mm-hmm. and they have to pay the IMF back in dollars. So uh, Javier is trying to, you know, to patch the holes in the dike for now. But he has said that eliminating the central central bank is a non-negotiable uh, item that is going to happen. Okay, so it'll happen eventually. He just has to fix some things first. He's got to he's got to he's got to make it so that people can be able to go to the grocery store and get food and with yeah. with a reasonable amount of pesos or dollars. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to and he has talked about this already. He wants to introduce competing currencies into Argentina. Right. He wants to introduce the possibility of buying and selling in gold or silver or Bitcoin or things that you and I would like to see. Wow. Right. This is exciting. Yeah. I wonder if they have gold and silver dealers there in Argentina like we have here. I mean, they're like everywhere here. You know, it's funny. I don't know the answer to that question. We should probably get, you know, we've, yeah. we've had a lot of good Argentina ex- mm-hmm. experts on. We probably need to talk to Aaron Sepulveda again. But it, the, usually whenever there's tyranny, there's no gold. Right. Mm-hmm. So whenever a, a, a government becomes the more tyrannical, it's usually the gold that they confiscate first and mm-hmm. and and uh, and they clamp down on and lock down on and tax and regulate into you know oblivion. So right. I would I would guess that there's probably there is gold in Argentina, but see they're stuffed under people's mattresses or it's hidden at like the the homes of the very 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 elites in the banks. Sure, um, that makes sense. Because what did FDR do? You know, here in the United States, he remember the the story, the history. He confiscated gold. Here, did? did you know this? No. In the 1930s, FDR issued an executive order that confiscated the gold of American citizens when mm-hmm. we were when during the Great Depression when we were in our financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, that's one of the first things that tyrants do is they go and they steal the gold, right? It's, it's tale as old as time ever since the dark ages. What's the first thing that the tyrant does when he sets up shop and, you know, rapes and pillages, what do they, what do they go and steal? They steal the booty. They steal the booty and they steal the gold. Oh, wait, you mean, did you mean the same thing there? Okay. Well, (laughs) different kind of booty there. If you know what I'm talking about, right? Booties. Yeah, if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. This is my wife, Stephanie Peterson, and we're going to have a baby. <laughs> say we're pregnant are you one of those people who's like we are pregnant no i don't know i think that's kind of that's kind of yeah i think that's kind of gay to be honest uh, so I'm, not, I'm not pregnant well i guess i can be pregnant these days with everything as it is it certainly could of yes. all the we'll one get you those, like um breastfeeding like the yeah i'll get those little fake boobs things. yeah to nurse the baby yeah yeah no i don't think so i don't do any of that but Anyways, for all of the 1,364 people who are tuning in live, it's a lot. That's a huge audience yeah. today. Can we ask you a little favor? Would you please uh, click like and subscribe to the channel? We'd love to have you come back and join us on the regs. Friday is Freedom Family Friday, which means that my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie, who's pregnant, is joining us on the show. Baby, Siraj Hashmi from Rumble. Yeah, Siraj from, Hush, uh, from, from Rumble. Siraj might have been the guy who put us up on the front page or Michael Zakari. Either one of you guys. Thank you very much. We appreciate you very much. Uh, And uh, we'd love to have you come back and join us on the regs. The show streams live Monday through Fridays from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. So it's a two hour live show Monday through Fridays. It's a great way to start your day. If you've got a freedom family of your own, great way to listen, to find out what's going on in the world. We play some of the best clips that are happening in news and politics. We have some of the absolute best content. You've got a great host, of course. And honestly, we have terrific guests. Not only do we have a regular we guest do. lineup, people like Stephanie and my brother Justin on Fridays who are regulars, but Camelia Peterson, who joins us Tuesdays and Thursdays, Daniela Pensack, uh, John Miltimore, Miltimore Mondays, Judge Napolitano on Wednesdays, 
So it's an absolutely stellar lineup of great content for you to start your day, get into a good mood, and basically just, you know, start your day with a smile and a little bit of liberty and in your learn life. learn a lot. I mean, you have very intelligent people on here. Aaron Sepulveda, for example, mm -hmm. is very, very knowledgeable about mm -hmm. Argentina. We're very grateful for all of the well wishes and warm congratulations. I see everybody in the chat. Everybody's saying, oh, it's like Stephanie, I said, I'm horrible at it's multitasking. It's so much fun. So uh, the, the comments, the comments are so much fun. I, I wish that we could save all the comments from the live chat. They, they, unfortunately, it doesn't. But uh, I'm going to have to look at some point. You will. You will. When we go get to when we go get Justin in 30 okay. minutes, we'll have a little five minute break. Okay. And you'll be able to look at the comments and say hi to everybody. So uh, Guoka says you can put breast milk in a bottle. You know, you don't need one of those stupid fake bras. Yeah. Feeding is very important. Yeah. But we're very excited. You know, here's the thing. And like, this is a little bit of an insight, not just into that part of our personal lives. But like, there's a lot of anxiety involved in health insurance and health care oh when gosh, you're yes. when you're in our position because stephanie she works for herself doing uh therapy online and she doesn't get health insurance from that Correct. and i am a full-time podcaster and they sure as hell aren't getting insurance from doing what i'm doing right here right now right so there was a lot of anxiety because after i left my job in the radio um there was no you know the health insurance like runs out this month so Stephanie did a wonderful job in helping us to select a healthcare plan, but it was not easy. And it's extremely expensive, especially trying to get healthcare when you're pregnant, like we were, because mm -hmm. underwriters don't want to cover you. So like we had a lot of fear over the last couple of months about how we were going to handle this year. Thankfully, we did get a good plan. It's, wi it's wicked expensive. Uh, yeah. And it just is a reminder of how terrible our health insurance uh, and scheme is here in the United States and how badly we need reform. Um, but we have, we've had a lot of anxiety over the last couple of months over how we were going to do this and how we were going to afford this. And, you know, the, we were talking this morning, Stephanie, about how thankful we are for the wake up America show community, because, because of all of your purchases from the shop, because of the monthly support that you guys give donations, like the rumble rants that you've given, I mean, we're able to do this. We're able to be full-time streamers. We were talking about it this morning. Like we might be like in the top 5%. Of all podcasts. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very rare to mm -hmm. be able to support yourself from mm -hmm. from being a streamer. I mean, when I did YouTube for a year, I did not make a penny. Mm -hmm. So what yeah. you're doing, I mean, you're you're actually bringing in a right. little wage. Here. Right. So it's like, you know, we still do stream on YouTube, but YouTube brings in like $30 a month. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like, but we piece together little bits here and there. And we're slowly building a liberty empire, a media empire for us to be able to actually produce content, not just like this show. I have more ambitions. I want to produce more shows. I want to produce documentaries and films. And thanks to you, the community, and especially Rumble.com, because honestly, there would not be 1,550 people watching this show right now yes. if it were not for Rumble.com, right? We would not Absolutely. be as successful as we are right now if it were not for Rumble.com. They need to like hire us to do their ads because... <laughs> Can we sponsor them? I don't know, for sure. All I know... Work. All I know is that <laughs> is that it's thanks to this community, thanks to people like yourself, thanks to Rumble.com and all of our monthly supporters and people who have been stepping up and buying from the shop. It's thanks to you that we've been able to grow our family and we'll be able to take care of our family. Absolutely. Yeah, starting a family without all of the benefits mm -hmm. of a nine to five job. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, maternity leave, you get your short term disability, medical leave, all that kind of stuff. But we don't have those benefits. 
Yeah, no like, 401k. We figure out what to do when I can't work for a little bit of time. Stephanie's very risk averse and yes. I'm very risk <laughs> yes. taker, right? So it's a good balance. She kind of balances me out and I kind of like push her to engage in risks and things like that. Um, but, you know, it's a huge risk to like start a podcast and be like, I'm going to go start a podcast and try and make money, dad. I'm going to be a streamer. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, okay, good luck. But, but we're doing it. We're doing it. And thank you for being a part of it and helping us to make our dreams come true. Yes, we were, I was, you. I was just telling Stephanie this morning, I was like, a year ago, we would have been blown away if we could see where we were at now. And I think a year from now, the wake up America show and our new show that's coming and the way that the shop is growing and, and our social media is growing. Mm -hmm. I really think that we are going to be able to accomplish incredible things for our media company and for the cause of Liberty, because that's what we're doing this for. Yeah. Joni Rankin dropped us 20 bucks and she oh, says, Joni. diapers are expensive. True. <laughs> yes, yeah, I put together a registry so I can actually put the link in the chat when I have a moment as well. Yes, uh, thank you to all the 1,612 of you who are watching right now. Please do click like and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you come back and join us. If you'd like to help us build the next generation of Liberty Media, become a monthly sponsor here to the show. You can do so here at rumble.com or at wakeupamericashow.com slash support. If you become a monthly supporter to the show, you get all kinds of benefits, like a 20% discount at apforlibertyshop.com. We see a lot of people love to take advantage of that. Oh, all the time. Because yeah. we can see who uses what discounts, so we're always like, oh yeah, that person came from there, that person did that. Exactly. And so people can see the behind the scenes. People have been buying the Javier Malay hoodies like they're going out of style. A lot. We are very popular with Argentina right now. Yes, Argentinians love us. Unfortunately, we can't ship to Argentina just yet, although we do need to work on that. Uh, but uh, apforlibertyshop.com has this Javier Malay hoodie that everybody's been going crazy for. And some people have actually been asking for the video game covers that I've been making on the show. So, yes. On those, you guys. I mean, I really do need to put the spotlight on Austin for a second because you have really stepped up your design game. Oh. I used to be the designer during your campaign, and now you are like tons and tons percent better than me. So you you are really learning a lot about design right now. Necessity will, will breed innovation for sure. I've had to step up because there's nobody to do it for me, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, somebody on a podcast I, I was on last night was like, who does your thumbnails? I'm like, it's all me, baby. Yes, it truly <laughs> is all him. He's sitting there for literally a few hours sometimes yes. yeah, this. at he's, night. He's he's looking at specific details of these video game covers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm enjoying myself doing it, right? Today's was Little Nemo, the Dream Master, an old Nintendo game. Yes, you play the game. She's, she's you the, sold me on the game. Yeah, she's like the game looks fun. Yeah, it's really yeah. cute. Javier Malay for Metal Gear. This is a sh and I put it on a shirt yesterday in case anybody wanted it. But the Javier Malay Afuera uh, hoodies. Those are like man, people just freaking love those. So we we sold a lot of those. You can get those at apforlibertyshop.com. That's ap the number four apforlibertyshop.com. Dot com. Please do check it out. We appreciate you very much. Uh, some people are asking about the trailer for the uh, documentary. Uh, oh. Once it warms up, I've got an action scene that I have to shoot. So you guys should be seeing it by this spring. And then the goal is to release the trailer by this October before the election. So keep an eye on that. Um, for those of you who are just tuning in live, don't forget to, uh, after you click like and subscribe, you can send us a text and let us know what's on your mind. Anytime, night or day, we like to hear from you. 573 319-1586 is the text line. That's 573-319-1586. Ashley texted in this morning. She says, oh my God, congrats. I came on right at the end of your announcement. 
She says July babies are the best. I know because I love the summer. I'm very partial to summertime. And yes. my birthday's in March. Yours is in February. So it's like we need more summer children. Well, I always in the hated world. I'm a February baby. So I always hated the fact that like nobody wanted to come to your birthday party when it was freezing cold outside. You like there were like all the best birthday parties when you're a kid were in summer because they wanted to have like they wanted to go to the pool. Right. And like do that. So now we'll get to do that. But the only downside is that like when a kid is if they go to school with other children, you know, you get to have cupcakes on your birthday. So summer kids, they have to celebrate their half birthday with mm -hmm. their classmates. So that's the only downside is they don't get to feel special at school mm -hmm. for their birthday. Mm -hmm. So yeah. We'll have to figure something out. It will be a homeschooling family, possibly. And we're going to try to do homeschooling, honestly, because... connects with the homeschooling community here in Jefferson City. I already have some some people I can network with, so I'm yeah, excited we just, to learn more. We just don't want the child to be confused about anything. Not that we don't want them to experience the world and that they're going to have to go out there and they're going to have to contend with the with reality such as it is, we'll tell them about the outside world. World, We'll just make sure to demonize it properly. <laughs> we're not waving at you guys, we're waving at Scott Fawn, who is one of our benefactors. Let's, hey, we couldn't do this without Scott Fawn, by the way. Let's give it up for Scott. He's, he's been such a blessing in our lives. He certainly has for his donation of this, uh, of this stu beautiful studio for us to use. Uh, thank you, Quest Fanning, for donating. He says, I just gave Matt no, he says that he gave Matt Unruh another and another friend copies of Be Prepared, a guide for first time dads. He found it funny and useful when Franny was a baby. Highly recommended. He's going to send one to Austin. Well, thank you. Cool. We prepare for things. Our um, BGYN said uh, what to expect when you're expecting is a really good book. It's really old, but it's apparently the best one out there so yeah. so yeah please share books share any resources with us yeah matt Unruh says they're gonna have a, a late march baby that's theirs right? uh, maybe that's... march 15th that's mm -hmm. my birthday yeah that's right she's a ides of march baby yes that's right uh, somebody sent me a picture of robert de niro with the uh fake boob on for the breastfeeding and stuff <laughs> very, very funny thank you skin to skin is very important <laughs> and again you can text us anytime at 573 319-1586 is the text line. All right, let's get back on track. We've got a lot to talk about this morning. And of course, my brother, Justin Peterson, will be joining us here in 30 minutes. Oh, and he's so excited to be an uncle. Ton oncle. <laughs> en français, si vous préférez. Um, Justin Peterson will be joining us here in 25 minutes. He was really, he fired up about the debate we had on Wednesday. Yeah. And somebody sent me a really long text uh, today about the debate. So apparently that's going to be really uh, important a big conversation like going forward we're going to be having debates at least once a week that i'll be setting up on the show and i know you guys are excited about that so cool but we do have a little bit of bad news i know they're not going to be happy about this what? we we've got very very exciting news but we've got bad. we are going to be taking a little bit of a brief hiatus next week yes hey it's third birthday mm -hmm. next week so we're going out to california Yes, so we are going to be out. Uh, we are going to have a, a little four-day vacation from the show, and That's that right. so starting, uh, we're going to have Monday and Tuesday next week, uh -huh. and then we'll be gone Wednesday through Monday, mm -hmm. and we will be back on the Freedom Watch the following Tuesday. So, right. um, you know, Stephanie's pregnant. We need to go see our in-laws and spend some time with them, and and you know, have a little face-to-face. -face. I can only travel for a few more months. Yeah, so we need to get an opportunity in to go see our um, our in-laws before, uh, you know, she starts to get really big and traveling becomes more difficult. So 
Uh, so we're going to do that. So we will be gone next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Monday. And then we'll be back that following Tuesday. I no, hope you guys don't God. mind. Please just no, stay calm. God, All right, stop. No. Don't don't panic. No. We can take lots of photos when we're in San Francisco of the homeless population. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do a special report live from San Francisco there. Notice some needle and some poop. There you go. Uh, Smellovision. Uh, anyways, let's get back on topic because I know people are looking forward to uh, hearing what we have to say about what's happening in the uh, New Hampshire Republican primary. So it right now looks like Donald Trump is blowing them all away in New Hampshire, but Nikki Haley's in second place, which of course nobody's happy about, right? Just don't get it. Why people like her? I don't. I don't understand. Uh, well, it, it it's it's not that they like her so much. Some people do like her, but it's more that they hate Donald Trump. Yeah. So the people behind Nikki Haley are what we call the never Trumpers, mm-hmm. right? They, these are people who will never vote for Donald Trump. They're going to do everything they can to try and stop him. So that's who's behind Nikki Haley. Now, the DeSantis people are different, right? So I wrote an article yesterday that was a little bit of a troll, but it did have a point. I, I called it a satire, if it you will. to me. Well, you have to. Logical. So you have to kind of read the piece at humanevents.com in order to understand the kind of the layers of satire that this piece is invoking. And the title of this piece is that a vote for Ron DeSantis is a vote for Nikki Haley. I get it. I get it. So here's why it's satire. Here's why it's also a little bit true here is, is uh, let me explain. Why is a vote for Ron DeSantis a vote for Nikki Haley, right? So John Cardillo, who was on my show, big DeSantis backer uh, earlier this week, says it's over wrap it up is if he could talk to and he's been the biggest ron DeSantis guy out there attacking trump at every turn right mm-hmm. after the iowa caucus he says if i were whispering in ron DeSantis's ear i would say stop wasting people's money right taking donor money right and and wasting their time and their energy in this fruitless campaign it's you're not going to win donald trump is stay going because well here's the thing because you know why save face not be embarrassed Right. Like there, there's a lot of pressure to keep going on a campaign and not drop out. Right. So there's book. So, I, I, don't know. I, I don't know. Well, there's a lot of and, and there, listen, there's a lot of highly paid consultants that do that want campaigns to live on forever because that's how they make their their bread. Right. That's how they bake. You know, that's how they, they you know bake their pies. But but here's the thing. When it comes to when it comes to the DeSantis people, the DeSantis people are not the same as the Nikki Haley people. They're not never Trumpers. So yeah. I ran a poll on Twitter and I said, if who's your second choice, if if DeSantis people, who's your second choice? Is it Trump or Haley? Oh, what do they say? They, they say Trump. They said Trump. Oh, OK. Right. Nikki Haley people. You know who their second choice is? Uh, uh, Joe Biden. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sister likes Nikki Haley and she's a Democrat. Correct. Correct. So the thing is, the difference. Uh, Ron DeSantis supporters are not the same thing as Nikki Haley supporters. People are supporting Nikki Haley because they hate Trump and they want Trump to lose and trying to stop him. People are supporting Ron DeSantis because they they think that, you know, Donald Trump, they think that Donald Trump is sometimes kind of retarded, right? They think that Donald Trump, you know, uh, has a lot of problems and that Ron DeSantis has a better chance of winning the general election. He's more conservative, more of a more of a hardline conservative. I just like him better in general. Right. Okay. But. And, and Thomas Massey, who I quoted in this article, was not happy with what I was saying, which is that I think Vivek Ramaswamy, by dropping out, is showing libertarians how it's done because he's already had an influence on Donald Trump, getting him to come out against a central bank digital currency. Thomas Massey, not happy with me. And I hate arguing with my heroes, right? Because especially when they're cooler than you and they have more Twitter followers, like you're going to lose, right? 
He says, I love you, man, to me. Thomas Massey loves me. Oh. For you too, Thomas. He says, but based on past experience, I'm pretty sure this isn't going to turn out like you hope. Okay. Well, what does that mean? What is, how does he think it's going to turn out? Well, Massey thinks I'm being too pragmatic and I'm compromising for somebody who doesn't keep their word, right? So Massey says, you know, tr- you know, here's the logic that Massey thinks that I'm engaging. He says, Trump's imperfect but inevitable, so skip the primary election and cozy up to him now. Massey rejects that because he says, pragmatically, he doesn't keep deals. And strategically, predict the winner and be his friend is the swamp's main defect. Okay, makes sense. The problem is this is that DeSantis is no libertarian, okay? No, right? no. He's, Vivek is. Vivek is much more, uh-huh. much more so, right? Um, but, and, and DeSantis is no libertarian. So the, the problem is, is that Massey and other DeSantis stands, the, the, their idea is don't compromise your principles for Trump, compromise your principles for Ron DeSantis, <laughs> right? So LOL, right? So right. You know, Trump wasn't perfect, right? But here's the thing, and like, I can... DeSantis? Either was DeSantis, but here's the thing. Donald Trump had plenty of libertarian accomplishments under his belt, not just one or two or three. I listed a dozen libertarian accomplishments mm-hmm. that Donald Trump had during his presidency. I have a PDF spreadsheet ready to go for with links sourced for anybody who wants to debate me or disagree. Really? If they want it, yes, I have a PDF that I will share with anyone. If you want to send me a text, you can. I'll see that. Yeah, I'll send, cool. it, I'll send anybody a copy. There's a link to it in my human events article as well. He actually had more libertarian accomplishments than Ronald Reagan did. Okay. And Ronald Reagan. Well, hate Ronald Reagan too. I like Ronald Reagan, but his rhetoric was more libertarian than his policies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and DeSantis, by the way, who I don't enjoy attacking whatsoever, right? He has plenty of time to run for president. He's the governor of Florida now. He has a job. Right. Okay. He should be doing his job. Yeah, he's shirking his duties as the governor of Florida. He should be there. They had a hurricane that, you know, he should be on emergency standby ready for his people. Instead, he's out in Iowa gallivanting around running third place in New Hampshire, disappointing people and taking their money. Right. Right. He's ladder climbing. He's ladder climbing when he should be doing the job that his Mm -hmm. voters elected him to do. Sounds like someone I know, Josh Hawley. Well, here's the thing. I don't want I don't want Thomas Massey to end up like Justin Amash. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want Thomas Massey to end up like Justin Amash, who has rendered himself irrelevant. I love Justin Amash. Well, he's now relevant because he's running for office. Yeah, he's so he's announced that he's going to run for Senate. <laughs> but here's the thing: he quit the Republican Party as a congressman, and yes. w- and he joined the Libertarian Party. Now he's quitting the Libertarian Party and running as a Republican. What? Hmm. What does that say about the Libertarian Party? On one hand. I mean, I joined the Libertarian Party as well, and I quit the Libertarian Party. It took about a year. Mm-hmm. And and so here's the thing. He, Amash says, he says, I've been humbled by people who have urged me to run for Senate in Michigan to do so by joining the Republican Party, blah, blah, blah. Here's the problem, right? I, I want Justin Amash to succeed. I want his ideas to win. Oh, yes. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. If Justin Amash runs for Senate as an anti-Trump Republican, he's going to lose. Okay. Right. He's going to lose bigly okay so i'm begging you justin amash right and i understand thomas massey you know you guys i like massey's seat is safe he's fine he can run he can criticize trump and and still retain it why is he safe? amash doesn't have it's kentucky is not michigan oh okay kentucky's not michigan and in the primary donald trump can run somebody against a justin amash mm-hmm. and and justin amash just doesn't even have the same gravitas or name id that thomas massey does 
So I hope that Amash doesn't run as like a never Trump Republican in Michigan, because I personally don't think that's going to fly. Mm-hmm. I pers- in, in the, he's got to win the Republican primary. And we're talking right. a statewide race. I think, it's a, I think it's a mistake if he does it that way. If he runs n- pr- n- Trump neutral, then I, I can see myself giving him money and supporting him. But if he's going to run some feckless camp, anti-Trump campaign right. for, for Senate as a Republican, we're going to waste time and energy and, and donor dollars for in, in li- libertarian dollars that we have few, too few to go around on a campaign that is absolutely guaranteed to lose. And, I mean, we know what he said about Trump in the past, though. So I feel like people are going to be digging up those old bones and sharing it. Don't matter. Ads. Change your mind. Change your mind. You, right. know, you know what happened to Donald Trump? What did Donald Trump say about Vivek Ramaswamy two days before the Iowa caucus? I'm not sure. He said uh, that uh, he's uh, Vivek isn't MAGA. He's, uh, really? he's Yeah, he's not one of us. Blah, blah, blah. I tried to play cute. He attacked Vivek. Vivek has been loving Trump this whole time. How can you say that? This read. This is I'm reading this verbatim verbatim from my article in Human Events. And then Vivek, but Vivek didn't attack him back. No. And and now Vivek is campaigning with him and is influencing him. Here's the thing. So here's the thing. Uh, Vivek comes out. He gets eight percent in the Iowa caucus. Right. You know. So now and now Donald Trump is listening to Vivek and having him as a surrogate campaigning for him. Right. That came out. That happened two days after Vivek was trashed by Trump. So why the change? Yeah. I mean, Here's, what does that say about Trump? Let me, let, is he a flip flopper? No, it shows that, that Trump is smart. Uh-huh. OK, he doesn't get the credit that, that he doesn't get enough credit. People think he's dumb. He's not dumb. Oh, he's not dumb. He's not dumb. I let do me tell you. Him. Here's why. Let me just read one sentence to you from my article. Here it is. You know, why the change? Trump trashed Vivek. Why the change? Politics is why. And if you don't understand the game, then you're playing the wrong game. I am not going to be supporting. As I've gotten older and wiser, I have learned a few things. Somebody tweeted at me today, 2016 Austin would be very disappointed in 2024 Austin. Well, 2024 Austin is a lot smarter, wiser, and more experienced than 2016 Austin is. Uh, 2024 Austin knows the game a lot better than 2016 Austin was. I wouldn't have made a lot of the mistakes that I made in 2016 if I had just learned the game. But it's politics is all. You say one thing and it's uh, I care less about words than I do about actions. And if Justin Amash just comes out and is smart and says, you know what? Donald Trump had a lot of really great libertarian accomplishments. And I'm glad that I'm glad that we got Joe Biden out of office and I'm running for the U.S. Senate as a Republican Michigan. He'll, he'll do much better. But is that genuine? Let me tell you something. You got to bite your tongue. Genuine, like I, I, I don't want to see genuine libertarian. I've seen genuine libertarianism <laughs> and they're shit. Okay. I don't want to, I don't, don't yeah, I don't want to see genuine libertarians. Okay. You're all autistic, spurgy, stinky in your mommy's basement. I don't want to see you as you are genuinely. I want to see you at your best. I want to see libertarians mm-hmm. who are successful, who the, I want to see Javier Malays. I want to see Vivek Ramaswamy's. I don't want to see you. Like the Rand Paul, your genuineness. Rand Paul knows politics too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The other, Rand Paul, beautiful response. He was getting attacked the other day because they were asking Donald. The, the media was asking Rand Paul if Donald Trump would have like has immunity as president to like use SEAL Team Six to assassinate his opponent. Opponents. What ridiculous. Ridiculous question, right? And 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 Rand Paul, instead of saying that's ridiculous, no, obviously he can't assassinate his opponents with like he goes. That's a complicated legal question, and I really don't know the specifics to that. I was like, beautiful. Rant. 
Learn how to shut your goddamn yappers, libertarians. It's all about your presentation. Yes. And libertarians don't know how to make a good presentation in a pretty package with a bow. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Somniferum75 says, I think Justin is smart enough to realize he rendered himself irrelevant and is trying to claw his way back. Good, good, Justin, but play the game, brother. Listen, and this is what I tried to explain. I, I tried to explain it last night in this podcast. Keep your principles. Change your tactics. Learn to differentiate between the two. I cannot beat this into people's heads enough. If you care about the future of this country, if you care about liberty and limited government, take a page out of Vivek Ramaswamy's playbook, right? Advance the principles of liberty down the field, right? I, it does, you know, be polished, be professional, be the best you can possibly be. But for God's sakes, keep your cards close to your chest. Don't, not everybody needs to know everything. The person who talks the, the most in a negotiation or a, a, a debate, the person who talks the most loses. Yeah. The person who talks the least wins. In any business negotiation or debate, the person who talks the least wins. It's just, we just can't keep thinking as libertarians as all or nothing because yes. we say, well, Trump has to be all the things we want in a libertarian world, but mm -hmm. he's not going to be. So then we say, well, I'm, I feel I'm not principled if I'm supporting someone like him. Uh -huh. So it's like, can you still be principled, but yet support somebody who's not all of what you want? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a deep question. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think you can. Well, I mean, here, you know, listen, the truth is, is that if you die on the battlefield, your principles die with you. Yeah. Right? And, and, and so there's there's no like, it, would you rather would you rather compromise 99 percent of your principles to get one percent across the finish line or get zero percent across to make no compromise? And to get so most libertarians, I think they want to, they would rather get nothing, yes, and feel that they hadn't compromised their principles, yes, than get something done for liberty. And and the, they don't want to feel impure, right? I, mm -hmm. you know, what I've, I've become more comfortable as I've matured with feeling, you know, what I'm not pure. And I tweeted this the other day, people didn't know what I was talking about. Uh -huh. Uh, and we talked about the liberty movement this morning, how like other libertarians really don't help us much. Correct. Yeah, they Which really don't. Me. They really don't like me, and they really don't want to have anything to do with me. Correct. Uh, and it's uh, it's because of that thing, right? Like I am willing to, as a mature adult now, say that I was wrong about things in the past, wrong strategies, wrong tactics, and that I'm willing to compromise in order to advance liberty in this country. Mm -hmm. And I don't. And and uh, well, here's what I tweeted. I said. Stop trying to impress people who were never going to like you anyway. Oh, that's I remember, what I was. I didn't know who you were referring to. So that's what I was referring to. I was re liberty people. Liberty people. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because here's the thing: liberty people like the, like we were talking this morning, Stephanie and I having a, a private conversation. It's now public as we were getting ready for the show. She's. Well, we talk about so many things. Stephanie was yeah. Stephanie was very you know curious as to why. And Stephanie was curious as to why more liberty people like they they shun why liberty people like shun me mm -hmm. right specifically like they don't invite us to events they anymore don't lift you up like they lift up some other friends they have right and things like that they kind of keep us at arm's length and mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff and like I could I could answer specifically for each group like why we won't example. say names right but but I'll say this there's always a lot of jealousy involved too for sure mm -hmm. but the, the but here's the thing like I the fact that we can do this and build this business and this industry and this show like we are without needing any of them makes us stronger. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I'm, I'm not going to try to impress people who were never going to like me anyway. 
Correct. So that's what I that's what I think about them. I think this is this is how much I think about them. Like them pretty much not at all. Like, say Trump, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're Vivek, mm-hmm. he was trying to impress Trump the whole time. Mm-hmm. But it's like, do you think Trump really likes him, or is he just pretending and just using Vivek almost to his advantage? A little both, maybe a little both. Yeah. Right. Perhaps. Anybody ever really truly like you? Like in the Republican Party, for example, they know you're a libertarian mm-hmm. kind of guy. So it's like, will they ever truly like you think, either? Well, I also. think to some extent, yes, and some extent, no. I mean, there's always going to be the hardcore ideologues who are opposed to our idea, uh, our philosophy, and who will, who will, you know, despise us for one reason or another. Um, but uh, the people who mind don't matter, and the people who matter don't mind, right? Oh, That's just okay. another thing. Let's see, I know what we're for. Dr. Seuss quote. I don't know. It's it's some sort of a but here's the thing an author I don't I don't care anymore about trying to impress people who were never going to like me anyway right, right. because the thing is that we don't need them anymore we are and here's the thing I'm going to advance liberty the best way that I know how using the best strategy and tactics that I know how and I'm going to fight as hard as I can and if and uh, I'm going to just tell other libertarians lead follow or get out of my way okay mm-hmm. and that the people who say that it can't be done should not get in the way of the people who are doing it. Can I get an amen? Oh, that's that's going back to the Ayn Rand. Yes. Quote, Don't ask yeah. for permission. Ask for forgiveness. That's yeah. That's my quote. But the but Ayn Rand says the question isn't who will let me. Oh yes. The question is who will stop me. That's, that's Ayn right. Rand. Yes. You're going to get places. Yeah, we are going to get places, Stephanie. Well, here's the thing with, you know, you do so much for the Wake Up America show and for this business, for the AP for Liberty shop. Like, I can't even tell you how much work Stephanie puts in to help me be successful here. So fun. Not only just not only is she an awesome guest here on the show on Fridays, but she also posts a lot of our memes. She posts a lot of our uh, advertisements for the shop. She also, um, you know, helps me to generate the emails which go out to help us to sell more product at AP for Liberty Shop, which I think this is a good time for us to be reminded that it is a good chance to visit APforLibertyShop.com. Oh, it is. And in honor of our pregnancy announcement, we actually have a tiny Patriots collection sale, 15% off until Sunday. So if you use code TINYPATRIOTS on any of our Tiny Patriots items, then you can Get a nice discount. Mm-hmm. And we also have some beautiful coffee here. We have dark roast, medium roast, light roast, decaf, single origin. If you love the founding fathers, I mean, this is basically an art piece in itself. Austin and I, we designed all of the art on these packages. They are beautiful. They make wonderful gifts. And you can also get a coffee subscription description and so that would be discounted for you you can also bundle your coffee so you can buy multiples at a time and get a nice discount so that would be very helpful for people who like a lot of coffee we have phone cases yep austin has a phone case too this is my lady liberty case and his is the retro gun case we have t-shirts custom metal signs i gotta get you our it's the dad established, and then you put the year. Yes, there's a custom metal sign that says "Dad established 2024." Yeah. I've been wanting to mm-hmm. show. Like, people are gonna. So now I can finally share that one and be like, "Dad established 2024." If you want to help support the Wake Up America show, buying a monthly coffee subscription is a great way to not only get delicious coffee delivered to your door, but to support the Wake Up America show and the ideas of economic freedom and personal liberty. My brother, Justin Peterson, is going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. He was really hot under the collar 
about the debate that we had on Wednesday about whether or not gays should be able to adopt. And we're going to hear from him about why men are not dating, not getting jobs, not leaving the homes. They're calling it the male malaise. We're going to talk about that with Justin here in just a couple of minutes. That's interesting. Yeah. Thank you to our sponsor at quickrxstore.com. QuickRxStore.com is a great way to get your ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, uh, amoxicillin delivered to your front door. You can save 10% with the coupon code SAVE10. So if you're interested in ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, or amoxicillin, or other um, uh, drugs being delivered to your door, you can save money on your prescriptions using code SAVE10 at QuickRxStore.com. We're going to go to a commercial break. When we get back, we're going to talk to the third Peter. Well, I guess the fourth Peterson who will be joining us. To the third one today. We've got me, Peterson, Stephanie Peterson, Baby Peterson, Justin Peterson. It's a plethora of Petersons. When we get back on the Wake Up America show at WakeUpAmericaShow.com. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're glad and thankful to have you here. Thank you to Rumble.com for putting us on the front page. 2,400 people watching us live. Jeez, that's like Taylor Swift concert levels. Nah, just kidding. It's the it's all you. Freedom, it's Freedom Family Friday joining us live in studio. My lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson. What's up, Stephanie? Hello. How you doing? She's... Whenever somebody says, how are you? I'm just going to be like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> We've been holding back that announcement now until we got past to sort of the, you know, the danger zone. We're now out of the first trimester. We're going to have a baby pee for liberty. <laughs> and then we're going to have a th- another baby. And then we're going to have another baby and another baby. Mormon. We're going to just roll on. We got five and a half acres. We'll just build another house. How's that? Tiny home. There you go. Each child gets their own home. What do you guys say? There you go. If you're just tuning into the show live right now, do us a favor, will you? Click like, subscribe to the channel. Come back and join us here every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. The Wake Up America show streams live. We're a great way to start your day. Get your day started right with a little economic freedom and personal liberty. Fridays being Freedom Family Fridays. You got one Peterson here two, three Petersons on the set already, but we got one more Peterson left to go. It's Justin Peterson, my sweetheart brother, joining us live from Boston. What's up, JP? Original, the original Peterson. Did you know I'm the first Peterson grandchild? Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Grandma Rose always said, you're the first Peterson grandchild. Because they were everybody else was- the whole Peterson family? Yes, because everyone else was either a Williams or a Brown. So I was the first Peterson grandbaby. There you go, Justin. You were first. (laughs) Yes. Well, but uh, Justin, we're glad to have you here. Uh, I know that you are really just chomping at the, excuse me, champing at the bit. I know uh, the difference. There's a di- well. There's no, you know, it, most people get that wrong. We're uh, we grew up on a horse farm, so we should say it correctly. Champing at the bit, yeah. Uh, right. And uh, to talk about what happened on this show on Wednesday, we started a new debate series on the Wake Up America show. We're going to do the, one of these a week. Uh, this week we started with Brad Palumbo and Andrew Wilson. Andrew Wilson was a traditional conservative. Brad Palumbo, a libertarian, to discuss the issue of gay adoption uh, in this country, which was. Whoop, little bit contentious. Uh, and uh, I think Brad Palumbo was probably not prepared. He did message us when he said that he was kind of up all night with his dog ready. But I mean, Andrew Wilson kind of like came in like a like a like fire and fury as a conservative saying, hell no, 
I honestly was surprised at how I felt after the debate. Really? Because obviously I know what my personal feelings are about the issue. I'm I'm very liberal minded. But I thought Andrew did a very good job. I mean, he kept his cool, which is so important in a debate. Mm-hmm. Stay calm. Don't do name calling. Yeah. And he brought his facts. Yeah, I didn't him. agree with him. Correct. But he did a good job in the debate. Correct. Yes. I love when people bring facts to a debate. So, Justin, what was your take on it? The the debate between the two on the question of gay adoption? Because I know that you were hot under the collar, man. I was not happy. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's just, I off. So I'm just going to go real. Okay. No, go real. I am often not aware of how much people really do hate gay people. Yeah. Really. I am not often, I'm not often in circles. I'm not in social situations where I'm hearing that level of rhetoric about gay people. And it always takes me. And I think that what happened to Brad, it, it puts you on your back foot. You're like, Oh, I wasn't ready for this level of just virulent anti-gay mm-hmm. hatred. Hatred, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. I believe that we have freedom of speech, and we also need to be fighting for the freedom of speech that we hate. And I hated that speech. I hated that speech. Mm-hmm. But I believe that a person has a right in a country that is free to say whatever they want to say. But here's the difference. I don't know that that generosity of rights endowment would be given by the other side. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Just, and that was so what Stephanie and I were talking about actually just maybe yesterday in the truck or the other day. We were talking about the difference between ourselves and, and Andrew Wilson. And we're talking about the difference between ourselves and these conservatives yes. is that we would be allowed to have our lifestyle. They would be allowed to have their lifestyle and their beliefs underneath a, a, a country that's governed under our, our libertarian beliefs. I said, who's to say that our philosophy, being libertarians, is better than a Christian philosophy? Right. Why? And, and in terms of imposing our morality on the country, Correct. I think libertarians do incorrectly state, you don't force your morality on me. Don't force your moral worldview on, on others on others, because that's wrong, because we as libertarians do want to force our morals onto others. We do want to force a liberal worldview on, on the on the United States where a, a pluralist society, for example, we do want to we, we don't want to allow the Taliban to run this country. We don't want to live in a, a country where, you know, people are forced to wear burqas or to live under these, uh, you know, uh, uh, an authoritarian view. So because those people are intolerant of us. We are intolerant of them. They can have their ideas and live in their communities and and be free to to practice them, but they're not free to force their ideals on the rest of us because they're intolerant. But that's what classical liberalism is. Classical liberalism, as it says, it gives everybody at the table a chance to say their piece. There's other philosophies of totalitarianism and ideological, you know, underpinning that don't, that look at what's happening on the left. They won't debate you, right? You're like, well, let's have a debate about anti-racism. Let's have a debate about DEI. Oh, we don't have to debate about this. It's be- No, the liberal, the classic liberal believes that you should solve your problems by speech. And the answer to hate speech is not sequestering or suppression of speech. It's more speech, like what we're doing here. We're having more speech about the issue. Um, you know, and here's my other take about that issue. If your ideology in theory when confronted by human suffering in reality must be preserved over the cost of actual human beings, your ideology sucks. 
if your ideology in the face of human suffering, it must be, I, we must preserve the ideology. You're in a cult. You're in a cult. You know, you know, if you're looking at actual people, like the human suffering of a child or of a family that wants to take on a, na a niece or a nephew. I mean, honestly, like just the homophobic, I mean, just, it was just like, it was, it was you don't want Christians to be associated with the West ba Westboro Baptist Church, do you? But yet all I was seeing online in the comments in your comment section was like, oh, all gays are rapists. They're all pedophiles. And I'm like, this is just fucking disgusting that I'm having to read this. But the problem you know? is, Justin, is that just like, you know, every community has the the minority of people who make who unfortunately the rest of the community gets tarred with the same brush. And sure. it's like I saw the other day that RuPaul was out there advocating for drag queens reading story time in 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 libraries. And right. I posted on Instagram very unpopularly. You all are hurting your cause with this, right? But You're make. Go ahead, Justin. Yes. Go ahead. No, Go ahead. this is what I'm saying. I I see both sides of the coin. I I'm not coming in this and being like poisoned by oh because of my identity I'm going to make a. I understand the argument. I understand that people on the left, on the far left, have pushed the needle so far that now people like me or who are in the middle are going to get lambasted by being associated with these wackadoo da days. And people on the right are going to go, yeah, see, I told you, they just want to diddle our kids. They just want to. And I'm like, that's now what I have to deal with. Right. It's like, that's the, that's the perception that I have to deal with. But it's like, you're being, you're being associated. And this is the other thing too. I, we have feelings about individualism and collectivism, don't we? Right. Don't we have a feeling that collectivism is generally a, a bad thing. And yet yeah. what is more collectivist? What is more collectivist? than telling someone that they're just like everyone else in their group or whatever and saying, oh, you're, that's just what you do. That's how you are. Like how collectivist for a conservative, right? Like how collectivist of them, right? Yeah, no, well, that, well, well, but yet the conservatives are collectivist within their own absolutely. communities. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, and, and as long as it's a voluntary collective, that's fine. But when you want to force your collectivist views on the entire collective, then we've got a problem to the I extent, completely agree to the extent that those views are intolerant of the basic rights of man, life, liberty Correct. and the pursuit of happiness. And Correct. nobody articulated that better in the 21st century than I think Javier Malay at Davos <laughs> the other day. Can we give it up for him? Did you happen to hear his, any of his speech at all? Oh, I watched the whole thing and I watched you watching him, which was actually more fun than anything else. I mean, I just think you need to get a channel of you just doing Austin reacts to Javier Malay and you'd make a lot of money. I seriously thought that him speaking English, Javier Malay giving a speech in English. I thought that was him. Yeah. It's so real. It was, it was good. so cool. It was really good. It was really yeah, good. I, I loved it. Yeah, they 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 managed to use AI to make it look like he was speaking English with his own lips and in his own voice, even though his speech was in Spanish. I uh, I was so impressed with everything that Javier Malay had to say because it's it's one thing to hear a speech like that and to say, "Oh, he's just going to lambast socialists." But like Camelia said on the show, and people in Argentina were clipping this just this morning, the, that he didn't just tell them off to their faces. He did that. But he also brought facts and history right. and explained the history of poverty and collectivism and socialism and why individualism must triumph over this, why you are the protagonist. Like, don't let people stand in the way of your ambitions. Like, uh, you know, you are the main character. It was a brilliant speech. But then there was the other side of the flip, flip side of this coin, which is that he has the power to bring mm. these ideas and his principles right. to his people. But Javier wasn't able to do all this. He wasn't able to accomplish this 
based purely on libertarian merit alone, as I'm understanding and learning more about his victory and making friends with people in, in Argentina, many of the people in his coalition, Justin, do not entirely agree with Javier Malay and his principles and views. Many of these people are much more like Donald Trump, for example, like the, the congressman from Buenos Aires, August, uh, Augustin Romo, we share a name uh, similarly. He is a hardcore right-wing populist Trumper conservative type. And he wants Donald Trump to get elected here in the United States. And he likes Javier Malay and supports him. But Javier Malay had to build a coalition of people that were not 100% on board with all of their ideas. And this has kind of been the theme of the show this morning, is talking about how can we fight back against the left, like collectivism. And just like Justin, like I told you yesterday, people like Andrew Wilson, who I don't agree with on a lot of these things, would you agree that we're, right now we do have a bigger enemy to fight in the left because they control all of the institutions? What do you I think do, about that? I do. I do. And and I totally agree with that. But I think as long as you collectivize gay people and lesbian people in, in as all of them belong over there, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle because gay people have always been in culture. Gay people have always been in the arts. They've always been in the foundational idea making machines of our society and i would tell listen you know as well as i do that almost half of washington dc is gay pages yeah 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 like oh for I'm sure sorry but they're Dude. the ones who are running around with the administrative state running around doing all this stuff so you know don't you want more of them on your team than not i mean what was that picture that video of that gay staffer getting boo food in the senate <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, he wasn't the only one that's getting plowed in that Senate room, Austin. I think the rest of us all <laughs> the are getting The taxpayer, for sure, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, I was no, thinking too about Captain von Steuben. You know, you're always talking about founding fathers and founding flavors and founding this. You need to get a Captain von Steuben coffee. It's a great right? idea. Uh, yes, yeah, the, the gay, the gay uh, captain. He was the gay, <laughs> yeah. Who, who taught, was, who taught those revolutionary soldiers. He trained and disciplined the American troops at Valley Forge. He was one of Washington's right-hand men, and he actually taught them about, you know, um, discipline and lineups and all of this stuff that he brought over from and, Europe. And hygiene. And hygiene, and yes, and he actually Clean created one of the- <laughs> That's right, you know, we're very fastidious. He <laughs> created one of the first military training manuals that was used by the US Army for a long time. And he was a big old flame and mo and had lots of homo parties. So you wouldn't have a country if it wasn't for Captain von Steuben, okay? So the, the gays have a tr long tradition in the military going back to the Romans and the Greeks and, and beyond. But I mean, it's, you know, I don't, it's like, uh, what's old Barry Goldwater's quote? Uh, the, he said that, uh, I don't care if somebody's straight as long as they can shoot straight. Go shoot ahead. Straight, Stephanie. yeah. yeah. I'll say, but debates like the one about gay couples adopting a child, those are really tough because a lot of the discussion is very subjective. Mm. And I think if we just had more facts to share, such as mm. if science could catch up and literally prove to us, you know, there's a gay gene, you know, I think they right. need to push that information out there. And then I would say to a person who doesn't approve of gay people, I'd say, well, here you go. It's it's right. natural. You know, science well, I mean, shows this. No so it's convincing. Like, would that help us with that debate? If we had science to back Honestly, up. I don't think so. Because I think if a person is ideologically possessed, even in the face of irrevocable evidence, mm -hmm. they will still resist the truth. They will still resist the, the, you know, what's being said. Like they were talking about gay being a choice. You know, whenever right. people say, yes, it's a choice, I always say, well, you know, that's a real tell on your sexuality because it means that somewhere in your life, you made a choice to be straight. 
So basically, you're telling me that you're bisexual. Right. So if somebody says that being gay is a choice, you're saying, okay, then you could be gay. No, no, no I could never be gay. Well, then that means that it wasn't a choice, right? Correct. So that is, that is the, 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 the trap that they get caught in. The turn in. on the uh-huh. question is always, when did you choose to be straight? When did you wake up one day and, thigh, and say to yourself, of the two options I have here today, I've decided that I'm going to perpetually and forever choose this choice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's 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 a lot to unpack, and we certainly would love to continue this conversation. I we wanted do to so fight. for an hour. I wanted to Justin fight. wanted to fight <laughs> on Wednesday. Well, you know what, Justin? I mean, if you're if you'd be open to it, if you no, think that you don't no, want to, no, no, you're not going to no debate. Way. You're not no, going to be a debater. I would. I I I am working on self composure, but I don't think I could do it. So. Well, that's why I think you'd be a great debater because it'd be, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be fun to watch you explode on my channel. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Thing. It's really I would, hard I would, for me to compose myself. My eyes would roll so hard. I would just be like this the whole time. Uh, we got to reset. Oh. We got to reset for those who might just be tuning into the Wake Up America show. Good morning. I'm Austin Peterson. We're glad to have you here. There are one, two, three, four Petersons on set. Me, Austin Peterson, my wife, Stephanie Peterson, and she's pregnant with our first child. So cool. I just want to say that I have two heartbeats in me. Yeah. I have two brains in me. I have multiple organs in me. And you've got not, one of the, the interesting things, Justin, that we were when we're watching these videos about like childbirth, we were kind of educating ourselves is that you the, the, the you, she actually has her grandchildren inside of her right now. Correct. Oh, yes. The sperm or the egg. Right. right? Well, it's yeah. In, well, if it's a girl, right. then you have like she has all of her eggs that she will have, huh? which means that your future, our future grandchild, if it's a girl, is inside you right now. Right. And that's why it's so important to be healthy, of course, during pregnancy, because you actually can impact your grandchild's health and in regards to how you are. Lots yes. of uh, but she's Stephanie's very healthy. The doctor said we went the other day for a for a checkup and everything's great. And the baby's healthy and everybody's looking good. That's My right. brother, Justin Peterson, is joining us live from Boston. What's up, JP? We gotta ask a, we gotta ask a favor. Um, will our listeners please click the like button and subscribe to the channel? Come back and join us here. We have so much fun on this show. It's always a blast and a hoot. We always are goofing and having a good time talking about politics, news, culture, art, whatever stuff, the gays. Uh, Click like and subscribe to the channel so you can come back and join us uh, every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time here on the show. We'd love to uh, to earn your subscribe here to the channel. So make sure you come back and join us. Okay, Uh, Justin, there was another topic that I dropped in there because I'm really curious to get your opinion on this topic and Stephanie's as well. Uh, I talked about this with Camelia the other day. But I think it's it bears repeating because it's such a massive society wide shift in male behavior from work to education to relationships. Young males across the United States are growing increasingly disconnected from society, leading some experts to express concern for the state of American manhood. Fewer men under 21 were meeting five key achievement milestones in 2021 than they were in 1980. These include being employed full-time, being financially independent, living on their own, getting married, and having a child. What's your take to that big picture, Justin? Well, I mean, it's concerning, but I think what is more concerning, again, is what I have been looking up when I'm reading about this, and I'm looking at all of the remarks from feminist women, right, who are rejoicing in this information, and they think that it's great. And again, I'm going to repeat what I said earlier. If your ideology, when confronted with human suffering, is that your ideology must be preserved in the face of human suffering, your ideology sucks, okay? Like, 
this is a bad situation, right? Right, that's going on. I mean, sixty-four percent, you know, down sixty-four percent of working full time in twenty uh, at the age of twenty-one, not being financially independent. Um, what are they doing? I mean, what what is the activity? I mean, are they just are they home? Are they just? I mean, they're not going to go to college. They're just disenfranchised. I mean, but also they're living in a culture that hates them. Let's just get real. They're living in a culture that hates them. And how, you know, that is a really hard take. And when you're being told that all of the problems of the world are yours, you have created all of these problems. These are your, is your fault. Even if you didn't, you know, do them directly, you're, I mean, that's going to have a, a rub off effect on someone's psyche. I do believe. Um, and I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's a real, it's a real problem. Um, there's no compassion, right? There's absolutely zero compassion on, on available, uh, on, on display. The, yeah, it's, and it's like, well, it's, they're just men. Like you've often, you've often said, you know, men are expendable. It's like, you know, we talk about the Titanic and it's like, <laughs> well, you know, we'll just kill, let the women live and let the men die, you know? Yeah. This expendability I mean, of, it, it, and it's not only a, a sociological, there's not only a sociological reason for why men are expendable. There's a biological reason as well. If you have right. 20 people in a, in a village and, you know, t 10 men go off to war and nine of them die, one man can repopulate the entire village. But if 10 women go off to war and nine of them are killed, then, you know, your life is over in the village for the right. most part. Right. I'd be, exactly. be surprised exactly. if these statistics apply to women, too, to young, young girls. Uh, I would. They're living at home more, too. They're not going to college as much. Nah, yeah, I they are. This is a trend within the next no, generation. No, that, that's not true. They are definitely going to college, and they are going to college more than men, and they are more getting higher-paying jobs, and they are being... Probably yeah. more, but I think it's it's a problem among both genders. I think just men, for whatever reason, might be going through it more than women. Much more so. But yeah. you're right, Justin. I think it's because the culture, this is a culture that hates us, that hates hates yeah. men. Which is yeah. always fascinating, too, because, and I like to joke, uh, uh, all of these social justice warriors, right? It's social justice in the streets, but colonizer in the sheets. Right. Because right. you'll see, it's the AOCs of the world, the Kamala Harris's, who are they all marrying, wanting wanting to have little white babies right. with? Their white husbands that they despise. They're marry. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to marry a couch potato. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, no. No, no, no. They and want someone I who's active. wonder, um, too, if it but, has to do with parenting styles. Parents are allowing this to happen. Parent Maybe, but I also think social media plays a, a big job. role. Why social internet, media, Justin? Well, because we know we have now enough data accumulated to show that there is a correlation between the increase of social media on uh, in young people and young women, especially, and rates of depression. We can actually track that data, and we can say, you know, the rate of depression in young girls has plummeted or has, has skyrocketed, excuse me, since we've gotten social media because they're on they're women are very concerned about social position right and 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 and, and uh, reputation is very important for for girls you know who's the popular who's the that's just the dynamic of that sex but you know the 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 thing about the gender thing that drives me nuts is that it's always got to be this zero-sum game so for men to achieve somehow has to be a diminishment of women that's bullshit. like why does it have to be a zero-sum game why can't we both progress together that's a liberal ideal right that's a liberal ideal that men and women can can be together and work together and be different, but work together in their own differences. So here's the thing. Here, here's a, the, the massive problem that we have to overcome in this way. The male melees, right, is that think about like everything that has been built in society. What, what is what is for at least heterosexual men? What is the primary motivation 
to get up, go to work, accomplish things, build the buildings that we're sitting in, build the networks that we're in, use the, but build the financial networks that we're all in. What is pretty much the primary motivation that gets us heterosexual men as the only heterosexual man here um, to, to get us to do all these things? Sex. Damn right. Women. I would females. say it's the protection of men and uh, protection of women and children. Well, to, to the protection of them, sure, but also just like for women, like sure. every, every to, to an extent, everything that we men do is for women the, the, we want to accomplish something incredible the, it, we, we want we seek acknowledgement from females. We want a woman to right. be proud of us or to find us attractive. Right. You know, peacocking in nature is a common right. uh, thing. You know, quite frequently, when you see nature, when you watch nature programs, you see two spiders, and one of them's the beautiful dancing with yeah. all of the the colors. It's the male, right? right? The peacock. It's the male who has the feathers and who has to take the risk and has to court the female, right? And you know, you'll see male fashion when it's properly done is all about you know getting attacked. Peacocking, they call it, right? Right. So right. everything we do is to impress these women. But the problem is if the women aren't impressed or if the women are, you know, have got bigger peacock feathers than we are and they don't need us, they, you know, they're strong independent women who don't need no man. What's the motivation to build anything? Right. What's the motivation to go out to leave the house? What's the motivation to go out and do it when you have pornography at home, right. you've got drugs, you've uh, readily available, you've got a, a steady income from your parents, you can stay on their health insurance until 26 years old. Right. Mm -hmm. So we delay adulthood. But I mean, the thing is, is that with, the unfortunate reality is, is that, you know, and I, I asked this jokingly to a conservative who was on my set, who's, you know, very, he was kind of like Andrew Wilson, very anti-gay. And I was like, so what's your plan to re-marginalize homosexuals? Right? <laughs> uh, so, but here's the thing. What's the plan to put women back into a traditional role right. that men will actually be attracted to so they'll want to go out and accomplish things? What's the plan to try and get women to acknowledge that they're, they will be just as unhappy when they are alone and 50 and childless and, and with right. cats. Some women will be perfectly happy that way. Certainly, I think that's the exception right. rather than the rule. I think most people right. would rather probably partner up, right? You know, but. I'm gonna come again with them. I'm gonna come at this again. But does your ideology alleviate human suffering? If your ideology does not alleviate human suffering, if it makes people miserable and alone and single and sad, your ideology sucks. Your ideology sucks. It does not lead to human flourishing, right? I want to be a part of a belief system that believes that human beings should flourish in the greatest capacity that they can in all yeah. places and in all different times. So, I mean, I've got some solutions here. Ready? Ooh, here they are. What are your solutions? Oh, solutions. How can we win? Number Let's one, number one, men need to get off the couch and go to the gym. They need to start working out. Yeah, they need to get physically active. Too many men are sitting around on the couch watching television, and all of that is going to make you depressed. All of that is going to make you miserable. You're going to hate yourself. You're going to have no energy. You got to get your ass off the couch and get to the gym. That's number one. That's my number one thing. Number two, men need challenges. I don't care if you're going to learn a new skill. I don't care if you're going to try something new. You need to be challenged. You've got to have some kind of challenge in your life that you can say, I did that. I, I conquered something. I won. And it can't be a fucking video game. It's got to be something like no. real and tangible that you can do. I got a job. I did something different. <laughs> Steffi knows she married a gamer. Go ahead, Justin. Go ahead. That's number two. Number yeah, three is, really is, here you go. This is the famous classic Latin phrase, memento mori. Okay. Mm -hmm. Remember that you're going to die, mm -hmm. right? 
you are going to die. What is your life going to be after your death? What do you want your legacy to be? You know, what are you leaving behind? You need to think about that as a man. Like, what is it that I want to leave behind either to my family, to my community, to my church, to wherever my, you know, social structures, wherever it is, what is it that I want to leave behind to mankind? Number four, provide. Men need to be providers. And what do I mean by that? Okay, you don't have children. Okay, you're not married. Be a big brother. Go join the big brothers and little sisters and be look out for somebody else. Look out for another male. Take care of them. Just the idea that someone is looking up to you as a role model and looking to you for answers and looking to you for guidance is a tremendous way to develop your skills in being a provider. And you don't have to be a husband, but you can begin to have those skills of being the reliant male that someone's looking at to say, help me, I need your guidance, I need your support. That is an important role for men to play. And number five, get into nature. We are supposed to be outside. We are supposed to be going on walks. We are, we are, grass. We are yeah, not indoor people. Mm -hmm. in, the ideas of living indoors is a novel uh, experience in human, the past two or three or 400 years of human existence. People lived largely out of doors. We know that going outside boosts your testosterone. We know that it lowers your stress. We know that it fights depression. So those are my five markers of things you can do today to stop the male malaise if you yeah, want to get out of male malaise. The other day in karate class, Alan and his son, Daniel, who we've kind of taken under our wing a little bit, and they've, they've started, they've, he started bringing his family over our, to our house for me to mentor him in teaching karate. And I've slowly started to take more of a leadership role in our, our classes. And, and this Wednesday, taught the class yeah, this Wednesday I actually taught like the a full karate class for the first time ever which I was really uh, thank you I was very proud of it but Alan um was you know talking to Dan he's like Austin he's like you know well how did you get started in karate and what did you do I was like I remember I remember specifically like the two events that got me you know two or three events which were like okay I have to do this and one of them was I was sitting on the couch overweight playing video games and it was this martial arts game and I was like doing all these I'd learn I'd spent all this time learning how to do all these complicated moves in the game and I was like man I wish I could do this in real life and then I just and then I it, it's it's something snapped and I said in all the hours that I have spent learning to do these moves in a video game I could have spent those hours in the gym actually learning how to do these mm -hmm. moves and it was that and it was the embarrassment of going for an arm and hammer underarm deodorant commercial <laughs> Right. And then making me take my shirt off and looking like a flabby schlub that I was like, okay, now I really got to do this. So, but it changed my life. It changed my life. Justin, it wasn't just like a, it wasn't just like the benefits were like, oh, I suddenly am more healthy. I got cast more, right? Not only because I looked better and healthier, right? Healthier skin, healthier body, but like I had skills. There, there was an audition that I did for a, a movie that was like a Lord of the Rings kind of like, um, you know, indie film. And the guy was like, Austin, frankly, there was a guy who was up for the role who was a little bit of a better actor of, than you, but we chose you because you were the better fighter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, like this gave me a competitive advantage yes. in the marketplace, right? Of, right. Uh, and like, I can't tell you how many, like karate is only, I've ever, only ever had to use it once in a self-defense situation, which gave me a shit ton of confidence, of course, after that. But the, the real benefits of martial arts have been that like I, I have more energy to like run upstairs. Yes. I have, I I've slipped on ice and caught myself by landing properly without, you know, falling correctly. Things like that is those little, pre there are so many practical benefits of getting your ass off the couch and getting out into the real world 
and touching grass and getting healthy that you won't see until you do it. Yeah, and I just want to speak in terms of the mental health perspective. If you are going through depression right now, I know your brain is going to trick you and it's going to say, no, I don't want to do these things. You know, sitting here is going to make me happy. But that's where you have to do behavioral activation. It's a therapy technique where you literally behaviorally activate. So that means write down a list of the things that you have to do, your responsibilities and enjoyable activities and pick one a day. And if you can just do one of those things a day, you're going to start to feel better and your brain is going to start to adjust to that. So you have to just force yourself to move, even if your brain says no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you going you know, to say? That, I, I want to say, I just want to add on to that because I have another statement that I love to say, a little mantra. Perspiration always beats inspiration. And what I mean, what I mean by that is you're not always going to be inspired to do something, but you just got to get up and do it. The thing about yeah. going to the gym is no one can do that for you. No one in no one can do that. Only you can go to the gym and lift those weights and pick that stuff up. Only you can do that. Your friends can't do that for you. Your mom can't do that for you. Only you can do that for you. That's the one thing you can do. And here's the thing. I've really very rarely found any socialists in gyms. And the reason is, is because they understand that you can't share the gains, baby. You made your gains. Those are your gains that you made. And you and you, someone comes along and goes, oh, can I have some of your gains? No, bitch, I work for these gains, baby. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. Good morning to those who are tuning into the Wake Up America show live right now. All 1,500 of you. How are you feeling today? Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) Joining us live right now is the golden girl, my brother, Justin Peterson from Boston. What's up? What's up? Hi, Blanche. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Flirting is in my heritage. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, smoking hot redheaded libertarian female sitting to my left is my wife, Stephanie Peterson, who's joining us. I'm pregnant. No, no, no lies. She was so nervous about this today to tell everybody, Justin, because she's so shy. I know. I was actually expecting tears. Yeah. Emotional person. That's the funny thing. I'm like, I'm like more like kind of like, um, like emotionally available, I guess. Would you say is worth than Stephanie? I don't know if I have explained that. Thing is about going through crap in your life. When you've cried so many tears, it hardens you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, ah, fuck things in my life that have really evoked a lot of emotion and so now it's like i'm i'm pretty i'm a really tough cookie mm-hmm. so my exterior is very tough um but yeah so although we, we peterson's going, are very sentimental yeah yes justin and just our dad is very sentimental um, absolutely soft-hearted so, yeah so soft-hearted. as soon as I, as soon as i found out that she was pregnant i was like Family yeah. is not emotional either. Oh, well, yeah. You, know, you don't see hugs and, you know, all that kind of expression yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, even though I seem very outgoing, I'm a very private person, especially about my relationships, about my family. But here's so the thing. I think something about me. You know, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm your, you know, I, I can't, I won't say like average straight white male, but, you know, I'm a straight white male who has, you know, a lot of like masculine qualities. Yeah. But I think that actually like my, I'm very emotionally well balanced. Mm-hmm. because of the proper upbringing that we received growing up on the farm at Stonegate. Justin, you posted this about mm-hmm. when we were talking about Grandpa Bill the other day. You know, he was, you know, we were bathed in love as children. Oh. 
and it, it's helped me to be emo- emotionally in touch and available for my wife when she needs me, yeah. right? For friends, like Stephanie sees sometimes, you know, when I see that a friend is down, I call them. I, you know, I tell them I care about them. I let them know like, Hey, listen, and I'll say to my guy friends, I love you and I care about you and I'm here for you. You know, and, you're so good with words and I'm not. Well, that, that is, you know, that is one of my love, love languages. languages. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, so that's what it is. But I think that, you know, there's a healthy emotional relationship that men can have that doesn't compromise your sexuality and mm-hmm. that, that can keep you uh, grounded in being a human that's not necessarily tied to gender at all whatsoever. That's something, a universal trait that we can have. Sometimes women take it too far. Sometimes men don't go far enough, but there's like a balance that, that you need to strike as a human in order to be able to be in touch with people in your community. It, now, I think sometimes if you're too emotional, highly emotional, then you're vulnerable to being highly influenced by other people, right? So you mm-hmm. have to be careful about that because you can be taken advantage also, of. If- also, I think I've found this, and I think this is one of the things I'm going to sort of, I'm going to do an excursus here on, on woke stuff. Woke, the woke virus operates on people's desire to be empathetic. Yes. It yeah. operates on people's desire to be seen as doing the right thing, caring, right? That's a powerful motivator for people. And the virus is wise enough to play on that weakness. And so we need to be empathetic but we need to be rationally empathetic. And I'm gonna give you an example. If you see a person by the side of the road and they look like they're injured, a rational, helpful person, or a helpful person, let's say, might go over and go, oh, is something wrong with you? And then they get stabbed to death. Because the person was was gonna prey upon Uh their empathy and stab them to death. And that's Mm kind of how I think of the woke mind virus. It's sort of like going, Oh, feel bad for me. Feel bad for me. Stab you with socialism. You know, that's kind of what the idea behind it is. Yeah. Yes. It's all the, the, the left guilt trips us into accepting their cultural Marxist beliefs and values. Right. Like if right. you don't agree with me, you're a bigot. You don't want to be seen as a bigot, do you? You don't Correct. want to be seen as a homophobe, do you? You Correct. don't want to be seen as a racist, a sexist, a misogynist, do you? Correct. Right. And, and it's like it's very difficult for especially for people who are highly emotional to resist those calls to purchase their empathy or to steal their empathy in some way. I think that's why I'm such a good social worker. A lot of my clients will be like, how do you not get sucked into this and, you know, feel so down after you have all of these therapy sessions with people? And it's like, it's because I I just don't, I, I have empathy, but I just, I don't let it get to me. I'm able to put up that guard very right. well. Right, right, right. And it's, it's um you know, it's amazing too, because, you know, they are, uh, the left is, is the ultimate in projection. Because, for example, the instant a black person says something conservative, the racist insults start flying. Oh. The moment a gay person, Justin, uh, rejects woke ideology or comes out against, uh you know, uh, comes out against uh you know drag queens and bars it's it's you're no longer one of us that you know well or you're self-hating that's your thing you're, or you're just a self-hating gay, right. homosexual or you're or you're or you're not politically black i've heard i've heard of that statement like you're not right, politically right. black here's the thing the only people who like who like suggest or infer that i might be gay are leftists online who are using it to try and attack me they're like oh well, what are you gay and it's like or, well, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to suggest that that's bad? Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're using it as an insult. And I'm like, I thought you were the people of tolerance oh, yeah. and equal rights. Oh, and- yeah. Somebody, 
One of my gay uh, follows on, or one of my gay people that I follow on on Twitter posted something of Camille Paglia, and she was just like 1992, right? And she's just like Cassandra saying, tragedy is coming, tragedy is coming in academia. And this is like 1992 uh, with Charlie Rose. And you can look it up, look it up. 1995, Camille Paglia, Charlie Rose. But she's like, it's terrible. They're telling us to hate white men and they're telling us to hate Western culture. This is 1995, mind you. And, so, and this guy posted that on, on Twitter and got into it with some person. Uh, and the person called him, he's like, oh, shut up, queer. Now, you know that the person who posted that was on the left. You know, right. so the mm. bigotry is only okay. It's okay when I do it. It's okay when I call you names. Like it's just vile. It's disgusting. So I want to give a sh- I want to give a shout out real quick to one of our new friends joining us for the first time here today. A Faye LJ. A F L J S F L J. License plate. F L J stands. Yes, it stands for Freedom, Liberty, and Justice. Uh, it says that they don't usually join the auto plays because we were put on the front page, but they really enjoy the community here and they love it and they're they're having a good time. And well, we hope you come back. That's really what brought me into this entire community to begin with. You have the Freedom Ninja Army. Well, Camelia just said it in the chat too. Is that we really are? This community is a white pill community. We believe in that there is hope and we have optimism for the future. We, yes, we believe that things are bad and that there is a lot of uh, negative things that are happening in this country. But the Wake Up America show, we really believe that there, that while we might be short term pessimistic, we're long term optimistic. Absolutely. And, and I've seen so much in the last year that has given me hope for the future, for the possibility of freedom to happen again in this country. When I see what's happening with Javier Malay, uh, Justin, I'd be curious, what were your thoughts on Vivek Ramaswamy? Um, I, well, first of all, he's young, which I like. Okay. Mm-hmm. And thing is about Vivek that I, Vivek, I'm going to say it Vivek right. Like you know, I'm not one of those Vivek like cake. Yeah. Vivek like cake. <laughs> yeah. I want to see someone who can tango with the press and be playing above their heads because he knows the game. He knows this whole cultural game. And he is such a master to me, uh, of wh- how the skillful turning of the screw on these people you know, to get them to be, you know, cause they try to do these gotchas, right? It's like, and, and he, he, he plays so far above their heads, which I love to see. Um, and I want someone like that who understands how the game is being played, not someone who's on their back foot and doesn't know, Oh, what's the internet? You know, I mean, like, I don't want someone right. in public office who's not yeah. like, you know, I mean, he, he's already gotten Donald Trump to come out and say, we need to ban central bank digital currencies, right? Prevent the, yes. the central banks from controlling our money supply and being able to turn off our money at a, at a moment's Completely notice. Completely agree. Uh, yes. And that's, that's the game I want to see more people like us play. I wish that people who shared my ideas had the same kind of ambition as Javier Malay or Vivek Ramaswamy, because too many people who I agree with, they, they are they want to maintain their purity, their ideological purity, so they don't engage with ideas because they're afraid if they have to compromise them for whatever reason, then they'll be tainted, which is a cultish view of things, as you're saying things, right? You're not a libertarian. You were talking talking earlier about, you know, getting everything you want in a president, and I put in the comments before I signed on, you can't get everything you want in a freaking spouse. Right. You're not going to get everything you want in your husband or your wife, but you're going to live with them but you think somehow you're going to get everything in a president? Give me a break. Wow. Yeah, that is a really good point. Yeah, that is a good point. We think all of these heroes right, need to be perfect, and they're right. not. 
it's it's impossible and that's what creates more marital stress than anything it's like well you're not the person i thought you were yeah well who do you think i was Oh, and also people say things too. Uh, somebody has, you know, a lot of DeSantis supporters are mad at me because I'm not supporting their guy. And they're, you know, somebody says, somebody said to me this morning, uh, 2016 Austin would be very ashamed of 2024 Austin. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, you don't know me. But, and Correct. second of all, like, if you're still, somebody says, I'm still the same libertarian I was at 18. I'm like, then you're an idiot. You haven't learned. You haven't experienced anything. You haven't grown. You haven't changed your oh, views on anything. No. Like that, like that shows that that shows a retardation, not a not an evolution, right? Like it, I mean it, that it literally and pejoratively, right? It is the small mind. What a petty petty philosophers and divines, you know, the right, hobgoblin, yes. right? Yes, you know, the inconsistency yeah. is the you know yeah. consistent a foolish consistency is the it's hobgoblin. Wrong. Of simple minds, oh, right? Simple minds changed my life. It it made me feel confident to change my mind, especially when I was not a vegetarian anymore. I'll tell you this though, Justin, like living life according to that philosophy, as Ralph Waldo Emerson identified, it is the hard, the difficult path. It is. Because with consistency, a great mind has nothing to do, right? But but when you're inconsistent, as I sometimes am, and people will tune into this show and they'll be angry with me. They're you're not saying yes. the same thing you said three years ago, five years ago. You're not the same, Austin. It's like, I don't know you anymore. Well, this foolish consistency that some people have, you can be like Bernie Sanders and be consistently wrong, right? right? Consistency in and of itself is not a virtue. But the problem is, Justin, and I think this has stunted my professional growth to some extent, mm. is that is that you are sure to be misunderstood. Oh, you yes. are sure to be misunderstood because totally. people... Because people will be confused by what you have to say. And I'm not trying to lift myself up to the level of these names, but this is the quote from, right. from he says, Pythagoras was misunderstood, Galileo, Copernicus, great, every great and pure soul mm. was Absolutely. misunderstood. Speak it. You know, and, and I, I do think that that has, you know, that definitely has slowed the growth of my professional career to an extent, because I think that by not sort of kowtowing to a consensus, Right. of a of a cultish minority, then you do place yourself up for um, extrication from the community. But, you know, right, we don't we don't fall into a collective. No. And you're touching base with another thing that came up in that Camille Paglia interview last night that I watched, which was that she said, you know, people would say, well, why don't you live in New York City? Why don't you just come and live in New York City with all the other intellectuals? And she says, if you really want to be an intellectual, you, there's nothing worse you could do, because what are you going to do? You're going to hang out with a cadre of people that think just like you. And are you really going to be an intellectual if you're just repeating what everyone else is saying? No, you've got to be away from the masses and the hoi polloi and get away from people and be able to have your own thoughts and your own ideas about things as an as a individual. That's, that's the responsibility of owning yourself. And that's something I think that Kipling talked about. You know, the struggle against the one against the crowd has always been a mighty struggle, but there's no price as high as the price of really being able to say that you truly own yourself. You have your own ideas. You have your own way of thinking rather than what am I, what am I supposed to think? What am I, what am I being told to think? I can't believe like, we're like, just, we're like, we're like mentioning Kipling here on this show in the morning. Jesus. You made a big brain Friday, Justin, for sure. I'm always, you know, wherever I go. It's, I it's the only thing about me that is big. Sorry. Anyway, I've got jokes. I've got jokes. The libertarian that I was when I was 18, or well, I started becoming a libertarian in like 2009 ish in my early 20s. 
I was so mean to people. I used to yell at everybody. I would post, you know, articles from like natural news and info wars mm-hmm. on my Facebook and be like, the world is crumbling. And like people would literally stop being my friend because of it. And so I had to learn the hard way that that was not how to be. So I'm a very different libertarian now. I'm here's, much more into compromise. Here's Rudyard Kipling's quote. He says, the individual has always had to struggle struggle to keep from being overwhelmed by the tribe. If you try it, you will be lonely often and sometimes frightened, but no price is too high to pay for the privilege of owning yourself. Amen. Wow. Perfect. What is it? Didn't you say a mm-hmm. quote once? Like, I'd rather be like yelling alone than, than with a crowd. Mm-hmm. It was something about like, I'd rather just be alone, like speaking mm-hmm. my truth. Mm-hmm. I'm you know sure. what's funny is you're, you're saying that, Stephanie. It reminds me of I always my favorite little joke. Not my favorite. One of my little favorite quotes to say is: "There's nothing worse than a neophyte in a new religion." <laughs> like right. the person who is newly converted uh-huh. is usually the person who's like the most like obstreperous yes. and the most vocal about yeah. their yes. belief system. It's yeah. like the person who starts keto, for example, will be like, "Oh my right. God, keto diet! Everybody yes. should be on keto." Yes, you know, it doesn't matter what it, it is. It reminds we, me of that yeah. debate I did with that Clint Russell character recently uh, on uh, Israel, and I had him on my show and things like that. And you know, he's got. He's kind of a new libertarian and stuff, and he he's just so angry. He and he's here to police my libertarianism, right? And I've been around for like <laughs> twenty years, you know. And it's kind of like it's 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 quite annoying. But I I get it, you know. You've got to, and you do have to kind of nurture the younger generation and sort of help right. them to get through like that early phase. Right. I was there once, Stephanie. You were there. You were you, talking about it, oh, like yes. posting all your you info. Saw, listen, I was in the car, Austin. I remember. Yes, like two thousand eight or two thousand whatever it was. I mean, it was just at every turn, and I was just like, "I, oh man, you were, I, I, you you were know, calling me funny. out." We were in the car. I still remember this. We were in the truck or something with Dad, and this was maybe 2007 or maybe somewhere around there, 2006. I mean, and you were and the politic and this and and I and I said, Austin, I turned around, I said, Austin, you just need to stop acting and just fucking going to politics. And you did, and you did. So thanks for taking my advice. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate it. That was a smart welcome, move. Welcome. But now I, I, I'm here to. Pro- See, that was me being a provider. Yeah, thank you, Justin. Provider, you did it. Right you there. did it. Well, <laughs> because because of you, Justin. Now I have my dream career where I get to do a little bit of everything. You know, I get to sing, I get to act, I get to dance, I get to goof around. I have my own show, the Wake Up America show. He gets to make babies. I get to have a family. <laughs> I get to have a family. Well, I how does that have... happen, Stephanie? Yeah. How want to talk about it? How does Babby formed? Well, it happens like that photo that Elon Musk shared. Oh, yes. Did you see the picture that Elon Musk shared of me and Stephanie in flagrante I delecto? I, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Photos. Yeah, was I, I was just wondering how I could get pregnant. How do I get pregnant? <laughs> Does one get pregnant? The the uh, the funny thing is, is that so I retweeted that picture of um of like the the topless chick in her underwear and the guy who that are on the bed watching Javier Malay and you see her butt. And I was like, how did you guys get this picture of me? Blah, blah, blah. And then Javier Malay actually liked my tweet where yeah. I said that. So it's it's so funny. Clearly, he likes bedroom talk. Yes, he does. He's, I mean, uh, here's he, the deal. Like, it's always I always laugh. I'm like, that's the president of a flipping country. Like, mm-hmm. whenever I'm like, you know, because I'm like, whatever politics aside, I'm like, just the idea that a president of a country is like, I like this post. I'm like, that's kind of badass. It's kind of badass. And like, I, and uh, apparently I'm like on, one of like only maybe two American, like English speaking accounts that he actually retweets. Mm-hmm. Like 
He, there are no other like Americans that he retweets on the regular, but for some reason he likes me. My buddy Alejandro said that he used to be really into American politics uh, um, before he really started working himself. He says that he thinks he probably knows me from my my presidential oh, run. That's so cool. Right. So he might have been following me since then, which is pretty cool. But I am hoping to be able to get a trip. And I do want to bring friends with me. I'd like to plan like a, de a Missouri delegation trip to Argentina later this year after we have the baby and we get things sorted out. Maybe this coming December because they're going to have a conference there. So hopefully we can gather together friends who want to go down there, maybe invest a little money into some businesses while we're there, maybe go try some wine in Mendoza, maybe go dance a little tango in Buenos Aires and have a good time. So if anybody is interested in that, keep in touch. Uh, we are coming up towards the end of the show now, and it's time for us to say goodbye. Justin, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience or our listeners before we let you go? No, but I just feel like don't be a collectivist. <laughs> Don't, don't be as don't be a shit leftist as Javier. Don't be a say. shit leftist and don't be a shit rightist. I mean, Jiminy Christmas. Just don't be shit. <laughs> Just don't be shit. Mierda. You could be the shit, but not the not shit. Yes, please. <laughs> Justin, and go to the gym. Justin, work it. <laughs> Justin, you are a great voice teacher. You also publish your own works and writings on a Substack. Why don't you number one share that with us, and two learn how yeah. to plug your stuff a little bit better when you got a thousand people watching us. Oh, hey, no, yeah, Come no, on. I write on vocal Plug. pedagogy, I write on vocal technique, I'm a voice teacher, that's my trade, that's what I do, uh, my Substack is my name, Justin Peterson, P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N dot Substack dot com, there is no political crap in my posting, so it's a kind of, not, if you want a respite out of the uh, world of the political scene, come to my Substack, because we don't talk about that shit, we talk <laughs> about music, and we talk about arts and we talk about history you know if you want to deep dive on that stuff that's kind of what i do i'm just starting to build this out in the past several weeks i've just gotten well, over 200 subscribers yeah. wow. i'm now getting paid people i'm getting paid subscriptions i mean it's crazy it's already january and i've just i mean literally in the past i've only had two posts so wow. you know it's starting to pick up so i'm really excited about Congratulations. it and, um, yeah congrats Thanks. justin and uh, i hope to do us a favor and go to the rumble chat after this drop your Substack before we end the show here in a few minutes so people can go and click on that link okay cool love you brother you we'll want me to do that you. yeah you do it justin we we won't okay. be we'll be out next week so no show next Friday because we're going to California to, to see the in-laws, mm -hmm. but we will be back the week after, okay? Sounds good to me. All right. Thanks bye, for having me on the bye, show. Bye, Justin. Love you, bro. Appreciate bye, it. Love you too. Family Friday. Isn't he great? Fr Frickety over in the live stream chat actually gave me a, a good idea. He says, make a documentary for your trip to Argentina. That's our, that should be our next oh, that argument. That would be awesome. I love vlogs. Mm -hmm. So I'm all about just documenting travels. I wanted to do that when we went to Japan. That's a good idea. Yeah. And if we can, I'll try and arrange an interview with Javier Malay. Wouldn't that be cool? I bet I'll bet I could get it. Whoa. Uh so maybe later this year we go to cool. we go to Argentina with little baby P for Liberty and take him on a tour. Things where you can wrap the baby in and they can be carried on your body for sure well i'm on a diet so i'm gonna drop some weight and i'm gonna keep going to karate so i'll be strong so i can also help carry the baby obviously when we're there and we can maybe do an interview with javier malay try some of the argentinian food while we're there and start to normalize relations between our two countries in the name of liberty yeah. Yeah, maybe we should name our kid uh the middle name javier there yes. you go. Yep. Uh, Corey and Callie says, where are you coming to Cali? We're going to San Francisco. Santa Rosa in Santa particular, Rosa. but yeah, we'll be hanging out in San Francisco. Yep. Our little Liberty family is growing and it's thanks to people like you. We're so grateful. If you want to help support the Wake Up America show and help us to grow, our family to grow, our freedom to grow. 
do us a favor, click like, subscribe, and consider becoming a monthly subscriber to the show. Just $5 a month gets you a 20% discount at our AP for Liberty shop store, and you get entered into monthly prize drawings to win items from the shop. Um, if you become a monthly subscriber to the Coffee Club, you also get that 20% discount as well. Go to wakeupamericashow.com slash support. Become a monthly subscriber. You'll get your 20% discount code at the shop, and we'll be very grateful to you. If you love Founding Flavors Coffee, become a monthly subscriber to the coffee, maybe every two weeks. Like a lot of people, they really love it. I know Joni was like hitting us up. She's like, subscription yesterday. She wants it every two weeks. It's That's so right. good. If you haven't tried our coffee over at foundingflavors.com, today is the day. Get yourself a box. And if you like it, there you go, baby. You're going to be happy you tried it. But if you don't like it, I'll buy it back from you so you don't have to worry about any cost at all if it's not your thing. So there you go. So it's really no risk to you. Go to ap4libertyshop.com right now. Maybe get yourself some cool Javier Malay merchandise, maybe a patriotic custom metal sign or a hoodie or something like that. Steffi, anything else? Absolutely. If you all just started tuning in to hear this announcement, I am pregnant. Yes. I'll say it one more time. Yes. And I want to thank you all for your support. I mean, Austin and I are so lucky to have such a community of people that are just boosting us up and helping us to support Baby P for Liberty. So, yep. so thank you. Thank you. We are truly, truly grateful and blessed for all of you. And uh, be free. And be free. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Exit through the Griff Shop <laughs> at APForLibertyShop.com. We'll see you guys on Monday and then Tuesday. And then we're off for four days on the Wake Up America Show at WakeUpAmericaShow.com.